So, have I missed anything? This is your Ringside Rebound for Sunday, November 28th. I'm Chris Doyle. Thanks for sticking around with us. Uh, We are working on some uh, new episodes of the full podcast of Ringside Rewind. Snaggle and I getting together on that. Uh, We had to take some time off uh, due to some uh, medical issues on my side that have uh, finally uh, been taken care of. So we'll be back to a more regular schedule and we appreciate you all sticking with us. But right now let's talk about our, our Ringside Rewind news Uh, First up, New Japan Pro Wrestling on the 20th of November announced its theme for the third night of Wrestle Kingdom with New Japan against Pro Wrestling Noah. The show takes place on January 8th at the Yokohama Arena, which has not had a pro wrestling show since a 2014 show with Okada versus AJ Styles only drew 7,800 fans. Prior to that, New Japan had run the building since 2003, although WWE ran it twice in 2011. For the first time in history, Wrestle Kingdom has been expanded to three days, the first two on January 4th and 5th at the Tokyo Dome. Shingo Takagi and Okada for the IWGP World Title headlines the first show. The winner of that match defends against Will Ospreay to unify the two belts on the second night. There has been a break in the Lucha Underground lawsuit against AAA where they claimed they were entitled to all U.S. royalties from AAA from the U.S. market since AAA reached a deal with Fight TV to air Triple Mania as an iPay-per-view for 1999. The Wrestling Observer had heard the suit was close to being settled and something may have broke this past week since it wouldn't happen unless the sides had reached some sort of agreement and the deal with Fight wasn't put together until the last few days. Maybe a couple of days before it went public. The show will air at 9 p.m. Eastern and be available in both English and Spanish. The main event will be a five-way for the vacant AAA Mega Championship. It will be El Hijo de Vicano, who was originally to face Kenny Omega for the title on this show. Kenny Omega having vacated the title due to injury. Also, Bobby Fish, Samurai de Soul, formerly Callisto. Uh, Bobby Fish will be in there, and Bandito and Jay Lethal. Bandito is an interesting choice politically because he was under contract to ROH and would still be until the end of the year and would still be the ROH champion going into this match. And ROH is affiliated with New Japan. Jim Ross underwent successful back surgery for skin cancer on the 22nd of November. He will begin radiation treatment on the 29th for his ankle that will last for 22 days. He did this past week's show in Chicago and signed off basically telling everyone to enjoy Thanksgiving, be safe, love your loved ones, and he'll be seeing you all in the very near future. Which, knowing him, says the Wrestling Observer, means he wanted to get that line out because he doesn't know if he'll be back next week, and it could be for a few weeks. Later on on Twitter, he said he was targeting the December 29th show in Jacksonville for his return. He noted to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer that he found it very difficult to go from surgery on Monday to flying to Chicago for the show and was feeling very sore and tired. Tony Khan had some very interesting things to say about contracts and WWE letting people go while on Busted Open Radio on November 18th. 
and it all started with a question about a possible bidding war in 2024 for MJF. I've been, yes, I knew he was going to say that. He's been saying it for a long time. I, I have no problem <laughs> with it. You know, contract, I signed him a five-year contract two years ago. It's got three years left on it. And I'm totally fine with it because, frankly, there may be more in 2024. I'm, I'm fine with that. But anybody who signs a contract there these days is not signing a real contract, in my opinion. You know, it's a, uh, a temporary arrangement. And uh, people who come wrestle with me, a lot of these people are frankly lifers, and they know that. And there are some people who are here uh, and work really hard, and there are some people here who come in and work more than really hard. Some people come in and I feel like this is their actual life and they will be with me for the rest of my life. And I don't know if everybody who works for my competition can say that. I think there are people who work there and they aren't even sure they're going to be there next week. So I just think uh, there's a lot more security with a contract here and I can't say I'm going to extend every contract or bring every person back but I also through the last couple of years have not been doing mass layoffs even though I'm not the most profitable company of all time I don't brag about being the most profitable company of all time I do brag about bringing in a lot of revenue for a startup and being a real success story but what I will brag about is that we haven't been doing mass layoffs and we haven't fired 15 people last week or 18 people the week before that and you know it's, it's not anything to be proud of when a company lets all those people go and when you're putting press releases out like that frequently I, I don't think it's a good thing and so to me I, I don't want to make light of that kind of thing ever but when you talk about one particular wrestler in a bidding war, I think each person is their own individual case. And, you know, in, in that case, that's a very special talent. And and there may be multiple people coming for his services. But we've seen most of the talent going in one direction. And I think that's for a variety of reasons. But I've been very selective in the people I've signed. And... Every time there's been a mass layoff on the other side and there's been 15 or 18 or 20 people, and I don't mean to make light of it, but each time every one of these people matters and the exact number does matter. Yeah. So I, I believe I heard it was 18 last time. I'm not sure how many people got let go yesterday, but every time it happens, it's terrible. And I can't say that I'd be able to take on every one of these people. You know, I think if there's... 18 or 20 people that let go on average there's a few of them that I think can really help AEW and we can continue to grow um, and as we keep going I think some of those people who have contracts here are going to expire and we may eventually not be able to keep everybody but, but I don't take any pride in trying to cut costs or let people go I really do take a lot of pride in how many people we kept working through the pandemic even uh, independent wrestlers in addition to our own people um, when we were taping so much dark and utilizing extras as the crowd at ringside and we would COVID test them so that it would be safe to have people at ringside you know a year ago when there were no fans at the shows and uh, I so I just take a lot of pride in 
all the people that work here. And I know that not everyone's going to work here forever. But if somebody's not going to work here, please know that I'm going to feel really, really bad about it. And that's one of the reasons why we haven't let a lot of people go yet. And I, I, you know, eaten some of those costs, especially through the pandemic, when there was really nowhere else to get work in wrestling. And that is your ringside rebound for Sunday, November 28th. Don't forget you can check out the show on Facebook at Ringside Rewind. We're on Twitter at Ringside Rewind. I am at C.D. Lawrence, and he is at Snaggle J. And until next time, be kind and rewind.